Each choice we make moves us toward fear or love. On my Life and Laughter podcast, we'll talk about those choices and learn how to attract more love and connection and laughter. This is Perry Kinder. Let's get started. Hey, Life and Laughter listeners, this is Perry Kinder with the Life and Laughter podcast. I'm excited to have a guest in the studio today talking about autoimmune disease because it feels like every person I talk to has an autoimmune disease. So we're going to kind of get into what that is. And I have a, a holistic health coach. Her name is Anna Laura Brown, and she was diagnosed with Hashimoto's in 2018, which is an autoimmune disease. And in the time since she has become a health coach, a podcast host to help other people with their autoimmune challenges... And you can learn about her and listen to her, her podcast. She has her own podcast, the Autoimmune Rehab, on different streaming platforms. So welcome, Anna Laura. Thanks for being here today. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. It's nice to talk to a fellow podcaster. I think everybody has a podcast now. It's kind of like <laughs> we all we all have our own thing. So how's your pod, how's your podcast going? My podcast is going good. You know, it's I just launched it last fall. And so, you know, I've had some really amazing guests, but, you know, getting the word out there, getting more listeners is always the name of the game, so Absolutely. to speak. Right. Well, tell me a little bit about a little bit about your journey. I know that most people, it takes years to get diagnosed with any kind of mm-hmm. autoimmune disease. So what's what was your experience? Absolutely. It actually took me three doctors and the doctor who finally, the third try, like they say, sometimes third try is the charm, so to speak. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't actually, be that way for, for healthcare. It, it shouldn't, shouldn't have be. to be that way. <laughs> exactly. It was actually a naturopathic doctor because I had tried two other medical doctors. And the one right before that, when I even suggested that I might have thyroid issues, she kind of like this snippy attitude of me like, oh, well, what makes you think that, you know, and kind of just laughed at me and shoved me off, you know. And anyhow, he told me that I'd probably had it for at least five years. And he said, it's pretty typical. A lot of times by the time you get diagnosed, it's been at least five years that you've had it. And, you know, it's, I knew even before that, one of the things that had led me to get all the testing and everything besides a lot of the symptoms was that I was seeing an acupuncturist and my acupuncturist was telling me I had thyroid issues. Oh, really? Because a lot of times... The acupuncture and the Eastern medicine, they're able to read into your body things that are going on with your thyroid, your adrenal glands, your hormones, all those different things through that Eastern medicine. And even though, you know, they can't give you an official diagnosis of any kind of an autoimmune disease, they can give you clues to things that are going on in you. And, you know, at the time I was a little bit too... I don't know if you want to call it embarrassed or whatever terminology you want to use to tell that medical doctor that had laughed at me that my acupuncturist had told me I had thyroid problems. (laughs) You might as well. Maybe I should have said that, (laughs) you you know, maybe I should have, you know. But yeah, so it was quite the journey to finally get a diagnosis and actually getting that diagnosis was both, you know, a relief of, okay, now I actually know what's wrong, but also, oh no, now I have have something I have to actually deal with. And then what exactly do I do to deal with this, you know? And what what were your symptoms? What led you to these doctors? What, What was going on in your body? So lots of fatigue, which is really, really common with a lot of thyroid issues. Your thyroid, one of the things that it controls is a lot of your body temperature. So I was having abnormal, you know, hot and cold, that kind of thing, almost kind of like occasional chills and or hot flashes. But I was only at the time I would have been about 40 when I finally got the diagnosis. Before that, I was about 35. So I was not you know, at the age or anywhere close to menopause, and I'm still not in menopause even now. So it wasn't like 
but it was, I guess, sort of what I've heard described a lot of those symptoms. But yeah, extreme fatigue, also just a ton of digestive issues and allergies, and in some cases, even extreme pain coming from the thyroid in the neck area. Oh, wow. As well. That sounds so, terrible. And a lot of people usually have, if they get one, they usually get more than one. Do you have other autoimmune diseases? Or- I have not been diagnosed with another one. I somewhat suspect that, you know, I, I may, I definitely have other issues. Like I, if I'm not really careful with diet and exercise and certain kinds of supplements, things like that, I've got a lot of other pain throughout the body, almost kind of like fibromyalgia type symptoms. Mm-hmm. But I have been told that I don't necessarily have that. So, you know, That's good. I, I don't know if I have another one or not. How's <laughs> that for an answer? <laughs> yeah, I just kind of lurk around in our bodies. I know I, like you, I had um, health issues for years, not fatigue. I had to leave work sometimes and go home and I'd sleep for four or five hours. Mm-hmm. I was just so exhausted. And I had this steady weight gain, like five, like a half a pound yep. a month, which I could not, no matter how much I exercised or how little I ate, it just wouldn't move. And by the time I went to the doctor, because I, I thought it was thyroid from the beginning, not all, but all my thyroid levels were normal because that's what happens with Hashimoto's. It isn't the usual test that they do for your thyroid that catches the Hashimoto's. They had to do the, the other test for it. And my numbers were off the chart, just off the chart for Hashimoto's. But yeah, I, I went to three doctors too. And even now, I, I had to go to an emergency, not a, like an urgent care. Um, and the doctor was so condescending to me about Hashimoto's because I was having a lot of you know, flare-ups and triggers. And just still, the condescension you get from doctors talking about autoimmune diseases is off the charts crazy. Did you experience condescension yeah, and disbelief? I definitely did. I definitely did. Not from the naturopathic doctor, fortunately, because he deals with a lot of autoimmune. And he's actually, unfortunately, since shut down his practice. So now I go to, I have a nurse practitioner that I found that I like and find that a lot of times some of those are a little better. The last few years, I've been to a couple different nurse practitioners, find that sometimes they're a little bit more cooperative and better to deal with than the actual MD. Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. They seem a little <laughs> bit more empathetic. They don't seem as rushed. They do. <laughs> they do absolutely and they're just they're just nicer and a lot of times they're women too so you know yeah. you can have kind of that heart heart chat as a woman but yeah I absolutely did and I think you know I think there's a lot of things that go into play with this whole autoimmune autoimmune is very difficult to diagnose partly just because there can be so many different symptoms so many different things going on also, the traditional medical world isn't equipped to really handle autoimmune. If right. you think about it, because they come at it from, oh, let me just, you know, we're your regular doctors. Let me just throw these pills at you. Right. Well, you know, thyroid medication can help balance your thyroid, but it doesn't fix your autoimmune component. Right. And there really isn't a drug that will fix your autoimmune component. In most cases, now some people, like on my podcast, I've interviewed a few people that have MS. I interviewed a mom that has a son with Crohn's disease. And, you know, I've interviewed a few people with a few other kinds of conditions. And so for some of those conditions, there may be a drug out there that may help with some of the symptoms and that kind of thing. But there's really no drug that's really going to give you real healing and wellness when it comes to an autoimmune disorder. So right. it may help a little, yeah. but it's in many cases, it's just a Band-Aid. And that's what regular doctors and our traditional healthcare system is set up to deal with. So that's one of the challenges with autoimmune because they can't just slap a drug on it and call you cured. They, a lot of them don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, and it's funny too. Um, 
I'm not on thyroid medication. My doctor said, you know, if, we, if you have a healthy thyroid, you don't want to go on medication because it will eventually destroy your thyroid. Yeah. And but I went to see a doctor, another doctor who was very condescending, who insisted that I go on. And it's like, no, I'm not going to go on. I've been off of it for years. I don't need it because it's not your thyroid that's the problem. It's your body attacking the thyroid. The that's thyroid. the problem. Mm-hmm. With any autoimmune disease, it's your body attacking your own body, mm-hmm. which is really annoying <laughs> because well, you, you want your body to work with you, not against you. The main reason that I'm on thyroid medication is not really because of the autoimmune component, of course, which is a good thing to point out because even though I have that autoimmune component, I do also have hypothyroidism too. Oh, okay. So my thyroid yeah. levels were not normal. Until yeah. I actually went on medication. Too. Yeah, and mine were normal. That's why they didn't do anything for so long because they were normal. For mm-hmm. they're still normal. They're still normal. But you get the the Hashimoto's test, and that's off the chart. It's like, oh well, yeah, you your thyroid is being attacked by your body. It's like, well, that's nice. Thank you, body, yeah. for being a pain in the butt. And yeah. the yeah, there's so many autoimmune diseases. Like you mentioned, multiple sclerosis. There's lupus. There's rheumatoid arthritis. Yes, celiac disease, which is one a lot more people are familiar with. Where yeah. that one's a lot easier because it's basically just don't eat gluten. Right, right. When you got diagnosed, what what changes in your lifestyle did you make to kind of help these symptoms that you were having? Well, I had been I had started going gluten free about. Four years before that, so probably around the time my Hashimoto's and thyroid symptoms started, I had started going gluten-free already. So I've been gluten-free for about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And I really do feel like that is one of the keys to helping with the thyroid and autoimmune and good health. A lot of us are taught in the traditional method school way of thought is, oh, you only have to give up gluten if you're celiac. Well, the problem is, is that your autoimmune diseases also start in the gut and good gut bacteria and good gut health is a crucial component of healing autoimmune. And you can't really heal your gut if you still eat gluten because gluten just attacks your gut health and your all that kind of stuff. So I had started doing that already, but I had to get even stricter. So I had to give up dairy and it's taken me a little while, but I've now given up sugar completely as well too, because sugar just causes all kinds of issues. And when you have autoimmune sugars, just not good for you. Also just making sure that I exercise pretty much every single day. Sometimes I'll have one day that I'll take off, but the reality is that if I have a day and I don't exercise, I definitely feel a lot different than when I actually do. And then, you know, just getting on some of the right different kinds of supplements. Like I always take turmeric every single day. I found that that's a really key one. I have a specific one I take for the thyroid and, you know, then use some others depending on what I feel like I have a need for at the moment. But, you know, turmeric's a big one, I feel like. That's a big anti-inflammatory, and that can be really super helpful, especially if you're having a lot of inflammation and pain. Also, probiotics as well. Digestive enzymes can be real key. So getting on those. And the other thing I started doing, and originally I started going to a facility to do it. And then this last year on Black Friday, I found a deal and I bought one myself. But I actually now have an in-home infrared sauna. Oh, I've heard about, I've and never tried that, but I've heard that's a really good. years before that, I actually even have, so I have like an infrared lamp and infrared lights as well that I bought about three or four years ago. And I found those just to be really, really helpful. Like, especially back to the whole, like, it doesn't happen as much to me anymore now that I'm in the infrared sauna and I have things more under control. But if I ever get like that, pain like in the neck and the thyroid area i'll take my infrared lights or my lamp and just shine it directly on that area after about five minutes it just 
literally almost goes away. It's like magic. That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, I know gluten, going gluten-free was tough. It was really tough. My doctor had told me, you know, you'll feel better if you take, go off gluten. A lot of these symptoms will be alleviated. And yeah. I, I started cutting back on gluten. You know, lower doses wouldn't be as bad. And then my husband and I went to New York and I think all I ate was gluten for like 10 days. Oh it was, I mean, everything, Chicago, New York pizza and bagels. And I mean, everything I had was gluten. And I got home and I was in, I was sick for probably 10 days. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I that's when I, deci- I decided, you know, this is not worth it to feel this crappy just because I don't want to give up my cookies and my cakes and my breads. <laughs> um, but it like within a week, within a week, I'd felt better than I had felt in years. You know, I didn't yeah, have the I fatigue. I didn't have the fatigue. I didn't have the, the cramping. I didn't have you know, the headaches. It was incredible how fast I felt better. That's awesome. Yeah, it's the gluten thing is tricky because it's just like they tell people that have celiac disease that they can never have gluten to help themselves heal. It's I've read and heard that they've done different studies and different things are out there saying that if you even cheat once on gluten, it can set you back as much as three or four months in your entire healing. It is one of those things you just cannot cheat on. And it's everywhere. It is everywhere. It's in everything. <laughs> it is, but less to a lesser degree now, though. Yes, I think it's people like, are becoming aware. Like, yeah, I feel like 10 years ago when I first went gluten-free, it was still even in a lot of supplements, a lot of soups. You couldn't even find, there was no gluten-free licorice, things like that. I mean, nowadays, there's still not a lot of good options when it comes to some things like licorice is a good example. A lot of people don't realize that licorice has wheat flour yeah. in it. Seize Candies has gluten-free licor- licorice. And it is really mm-hmm. good. I, I love tried licorice. That one, yeah, but... it's good. Yeah, C's candies, they're all gluten-free. So that's my plug yeah. for C's, who can still sponsor this podcast at any time. I'm good with that. <laughs> so um, I, I got a book when I was going through a lot of my in- initial sicknesses about, un- it's called Undoing Hashimoto's by Leah Carver. And mm-hmm. I was expecting, you know, a, kind of a diet book, what to cut out of your food, out of your diet, what to, what to do. And it was all about taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. because autoimmune diseases are inflammatory diseases. Their stress will trigger them. They'll exacerbate them. Um, but this book really taught me about how to slow down, how to listen to my body and mm-hmm. how to treat my body well. And it will, and it will respond. And I know that you kind of are on that same journey. What do you find? Mm-hmm. What practices do you have in your life that help you keep your autoimmune disease tolerable or manageable? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's that book. There's also another book out there that I forget who the author is, but it's called The Loving Diet, which is kind of the same concept. And the reality is that sometimes these autoimmune things are brought on by trauma. They're brought on by, you know, some kind of a situation that you have your stress like you've probably heard that they say that stress will kill you literally (laughs) and a lot of us stress can be a big trigger for our autoimmune so one a couple things i do is i try to have a lot less stress I use some different kinds of essential oils like lavender, serenity is a good blend I use like at night right before I go to sleep to help me calm down and try to have that de-stress. Also, meditation is something that I try to do on a pretty regular basis. I also do acupuncture, chiropractic, and massage once a month, typically. Sometimes I might do some of those a little more than once a month, but I try to do them at least once a month and find that that helps, you know, with that routine, getting that adjustment, getting those needles and getting that massage really just helps. And then, you know, just, I try to be more conscious and aware of 
what's going on in my body. And if I feel like symptoms are really flaring up, I'll tell myself, Hey, I got to stop, you know, and I need to make some changes and figure out what to do to get this to calm down. And then I feel like the infrared sauna and the infrared lights are big. Right. And I haven't tried those, but I haven't really had, I haven't had a really big relapse for a long time. Once in a while I get super fatigued, super tired, but for the most Mm -hmm. part, I'm feeling pretty good. Knock knock on, knock on fake wood. I know on your website, you have the list of what you call nature's seven doctors, Uh, the right diet, fresh air, pure water, sunshine, exercise, rest, and spiritual peace. And this is across the board. It doesn't have, you don't have to have an autoimmune disease to have a benefit from practicing those seven things. Um, How, what, why do you think it's so hard for us to, to, I think, I think when we get sick, we want the doctors to fix us. We want to have that quick fix, you know, take this pill, you'll feel better when it really is up to us to change our lifestyle, to create less stress, to not engage so much. Um, How do we change that mindset for a society that is so busy all the time? How do you, how do you address that? It's hard. It's hard to address that mindset. Yeah. And I found that quote, you know, years ago that somebody had read about those seven doctors and put it up there. Cause I thought it was just so good, you yeah. know, about stuff, but it's hard. You're right. We live in an instant quick of, I want my computer to boot up right now. I want all the money that I want to show up on my bank account right now. I want this job right now. I want, I want, I want, I want. And we just, yeah, we want instant quick fixes and we want every thing that we want to come and happen right immediately. And I think part of it is just a learning process. It's learning to have patience. It's also learning to create balance. So at Institute of Integrative Nutrition, otherwise sometimes known as IIN, which is where I got my health coaching certification from, they talk about a concept called primary food. And secondary food is actually the food that you eat in your body, whereas primary food is all of the other things that impact your health and your well-being. So So things like your spirituality, your social life, your relationships, your daily exercise, your home cooking, in other words, not eating out all the time and cooking your own food. Then, of course, your health is on there, but it's this whole wheel of life. And to the extent that you can try to become as balanced as possible in all those areas, that can help with, you know, your autoimmune reducing your stress, help you to realize that, hey, this isn't just going to be an instant quick fix. And I also feel like once you've been on this autoimmune journey long enough and once you've had it long enough and you start to realize what it takes to really fix it, you get to the point that you're like, well, there isn't any quick fix. So if I'm going to feel good and I'm going to have a good, nice, thriving life rather than just kind of feeling blah all the time, then yeah, it is going to be up to me to do what I need to do to take care of my health. And no, there isn't just going to be some quick fix. Sure, it'd be nice, but it's not out there. (laughs) And also it gives us so much control over, you know, how we feel. And like you said, these are, these are lifelong conditions. You know, they don't, usually they don't go away. You can mitigate the symptoms, you can feel better, but they're always going to be there that could be triggered. They can come up at usually at the most inopportune times when you're really busy, when you're stressed, when things are happening. It's like, oh, that's that's a good time for my body to just, you know, fall apart for a couple of days. Um, so yeah, creating these lifelong practices, you know, we, we talk about it all the time of, you know, walking and going outside and meditating and like it's, th- these are natural cures that we just don't take the time to do. And then we wonder, you know, why do we feel so crappy and why do we feel so stressed? And I haven't had a vegetable in five years and why is, why isn't my body functioning? And, exactly. But it's really our control. We can't, we can't depend on the medical community 
to make us better. We have to take control no. of that ourselves. No, we absolutely can't. And what I like to tell people and people, the more you, especially as you get on this autonomy journey, you start to realize that the medical health care, so, which isn't really health care, it's really <laughs> sick care. Right. It really exists to fix emergencies and things that are broken. So, you know, you fall and have a broken bone or you fall and you get a big cut and you need stitches or, you know, you have cancer or you have some major chronic thing that's what healthcare is for the so-called healthcare system that's really sick care yeah they're not really there to really help you have real true lasting health it would be nice if they were but that's they really aren't (laughs) they say they are but are they (laughs) i think think that's why there's more people like you more holistic health coaches that are coming out and saying you know there there are better ways there are more effective ways there are easier ways know, just incorporating some small changes into your lifestyle will will make a huge difference. And I think we need, we need more of that, more of those voices coming up and saying, you know, your doctor doesn't have to fix you. You, you have that power in your, in your own body, in your own mind. Yeah. I read a a statistic that said almost 80% of all autoimmune diseases are from women. Women get 80% of all the autoimmune Mm -hmm. diseases, which again, Thank you, Jesus. That's really, that's really sweet. Appreciate the, appreciate that challenge because we needed more challenges as women, you know, give us more autoimmune diseases. But they were saying that it's because we have two X chromosomes, which I thought was fascinating. And so they, so our bodies mutate easier, which like, seriously, we're trying to function, but our bodies are are mutating. We also have a lot of hormonal changes that affect our our Mm -hmm. systems. And we also have really high levels of stress. So those three things combined, just being a woman, having hormones and being stressed can contribute to the chances of getting an autoimmune disease. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the other statistic I read, oh, saw probably a couple of weeks ago too, is that 80% of the autoimmune diseases that are diagnosed are also Hashimoto's too. Oh, really? I hadn't heard that. So, yeah. What? We have, we have, a, we have a cool, we have a cool. disease too. <laughs> I have a number one something. I've never had a number one something. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Not the one you want to have. No, it's not the one I want. No, that's true. I don't, I don't want to have that number one disease. And I think it's interesting that that, and I've talked about this before about, you know, Hashimoto's, the, the thyroid being in the throat, how the, the symbolism there of having the, the truth chakra, mm-hmm. the, that fifth chakra, that's mm-hmm. our voice, our truth. And you wonder as we, as we, as women begin to find our voice, um, mm-hmm. that that kind of affects everything that, if, I, I don't know, I'm getting on a total different tangent, but I've always associated my Hashimoto's with finding my voice. When I was finally diagnosed, it gave me power to stand up for what I really needed, to say what I really needed, to tell doctors what I expected. It's like my diagnosis helped me find my truth. Do you find that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I definitely think so. If you if anybody out there is familiar with like Bradley Nelson and his work and his book, Emotion Code, which is a really common book that's read by a lot of energy and used by a lot of energy healers and people that do that kind of thing. There are chakra. There is definitely some to that that. If you feel like your voice is repressed, feel like you don't can't go out there and say your truth or say, you know, be your authentic self or that kind of thing, then yeah, that definitely can relate to thyroid and on an emotional sense. Because as they say, pretty much every illness that you get in the body has a physical component and an emotional component. And that is partly why I think that essential oils can be so powerful is because they are, there is that healing component that is not just a physical, there's also an emotional sense to it. 
And, you know, well, they say that pretty much everything on Earth has some sort of an energy mode to it. Some things are more living and alive, whereas other things are more dead. So, you know, like your plants, your vegetables, your herbs, all those kinds of things, those things are very alive and living. Where, but things like pharmaceutical drugs are basically a dead thing. So, you know, to the extent that you fuel your body with more things that are alive and that are living, that's going to impact your health as opposed to just shoving, shoving into your body a bunch of dead things. Yeah, I think that is so you profound. I've, I've heard that, too, that the more living things you bring into your body, the better you feel. Because it's not the dead energy. It's not processed energy. It's not fake energy. It's real and natural. And I, I really think there's a tide turning that we're, that we're realizing how much we need to get back to, you know, whole foods and, and holistic practices and yoga and stretching and resting and giving ourselves permission to slow down, which I think is a big one. Um, not, not judging yourself when you need to rest. And I think that women uh-huh. overall will do anything not to rest because they don't want to look lazy or they don't want to look complacent. They want to look like they're productive but at the expense of your body falling apart. So it's. Oh, absolutely. It is true. And I don't have children, but I know that a lot of women who are mothers end up with autoimmune conditions because they have suppressed their needs and prioritized their needs over, you know, their kids needs over their own, which to some degree they kind of have to do, but if they continue to do it for too long and they don't address their own needs and they, you know, just get stressed out with always go, 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 go for the kids, then that can lead to autoimmune issues too. Yeah. I've always said that kids will destroy you. That's like a, it's a fact. (laughs) Kids will destroy your life. (laughs) They'll destroy your mental health, your physical health, all everything about you. And they will dance on your corpse and laugh. So that's my plug for kids today. (laughs) My kids are great now. Not so much great when they were little, but much better now. So I know a lot of people, when they get diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, a lot of the first reaction is fear, you know, and my podcast is about how we move away from fear and toward love. So let's say somebody just got diagnosed with something. What would you say, what would you say would be the first steps for them to move toward love? Well, I think it kind of goes back to what you addressed with that book you were talking about, about uh, I can't remember what the title of it was, but Uncovering Hashimoto's or whatever, as oh, well yeah. as the book that I brought about the love, the loving diet is to move towards loving yourself. Realize that you can love yourself, you can love all the parts of you, and no, you don't have to love that you've gotten an autoimmune condition, but to some degree, maybe getting that diagnosis can serve as a wake-up call to some of the changes that you need to make in your life, whether you're too stressed, you've got too much on your plate, you are, you know, eating fast food all the time rather than cooking at home or whatever it may be that you're doing in your life that isn't serving you and your body to its highest good, so to speak. And, you know, that diagnosis could be the catalyst to it because if you continued going and going and going without any diagnosis or without having any idea what's really going on in your body, that could end up over the long haul being worse than having an autoimmune condition. Yeah, I agree. And I love that my diagnosis gave me permission to stop. I love that that it gave me permission to slow down, to rest, to give my body a break, to not be so stressed, to not always be moving. I, I, I allowed myself to step into that that silence and that quietness and that, and that love to myself. And it it has made a huge difference. And I feel bad that it took 
an autoimmune disease to get me to that point. You know, maybe people listening can listen now and take those steps now and maybe not get the autoimmune disease, (laughs) like proactively love yourself, which is a great idea. Um, What advice would you have for people who might be just getting diagnosed just now? So I would say the first thing is slow down, relax, breathe a little bit, realize that there are a lot of resources, a lot of people out there to help you. It can be a little overwhelming. So what I would recommend to begin with is that you maybe reach out to the people that you know, your friends, family, find one or two people who have had a similar diagnosis. Like I said, especially if it is something like Hashimoto, so many people out there have that diagnosis that it's not going to have to look far to find a friendly companion of somebody who's had it. But even if it's some other kind of autoimmune condition that maybe not be as common or as well known, you know, see what kind of support group you can find and then really determine, you know, what do you need to do in the short term and what do you need to do in the long term? And don't try to jump into everything all at once. In other words, don't try to give up gluten, dairy, sugar, corn. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, people have to also give up things like, some people have reactions to things like the nightshades, so like potatoes and eggplant, tomatoes and peppers, things like that, like the whole on AIP thing. Don't try to just jump into it all at once and try to, in other words, throw the baby out with the bathwater and just do everything at once, but realize what steps can you take now and what steps will you need to take for the future and what resources do you need to help you achieve that? So typically what I tell people is you're obviously going to want some kind of a really good healthcare professional. And if you don't have one, like a primary care doctor or a nurse practitioner that you feel like you can really connect with, who can really be there to help you, you need to find one. And then I always recommend to people, like I said, the triage of chiropractic acupuncture and massage has always been really helpful. And then some sort of either nutritionist or health coach. And depending on how motivated you are as a person to make change, you may need more help or you may need less help. Personally, I didn't actually have to hire any kind of nutritionist or health coach because I had kind of already thrown myself into the health world and I'm a pretty motivated, goal-oriented person. So I didn't need to hire somebody, but I know a lot of people really can benefit from hiring somebody. That's a great idea. And there are a lot of people out there now who are doing exactly that, including yourself. So how can people find you if they want to work with you, if they want to learn about you or learn more about Hashimoto's and autoimmune, where can they find you? So best place is my website, my blog, which is my name. So makes it really simple is analarbrown.com. And on the homepage currently, I'm featuring a quiz called, Are You Balanced or Headed for Burnout? Which (laughs) I feel like gives people a pretty good idea of what kinds of things do they need to pay attention to. So it's a quiz you go through, it gives you a score at the end. And depending on your score, it will say, you know, oh, you know, you're doing pretty good. Or, you know, you could use some help. Let's talk or SOS. You really need to get some <laughs> professional help. Right. <laughs> you know? Good. And I know you just started a Facebook group page. What is what is that? So my Facebook group page that I just started is called Self-Care for exhausted women I think or something like that <laughs> and it's designed to <laughs> offer a lot of support when it comes to self-care to helping you overcome your fatigue your tiredness your autoimmune that kind of thing I'm going to be posting some different posts in there it's also going to be a place where I will be doing different classes both on essential oils and on different health and wellness topics that people can come and check out those classes and things like that from the Facebook group. And I have also just recently created a meetup group as well that 
people can find under self-care in Salt Lake City. Um, whether or not I continue doing that meetup group or not for the long haul, we'll have to see. It's meetup groups sometimes can be a little tricky. You have to pay for them, and yeah. sometimes you may or may not get the results. So we'll see. I started it. It will be there for about six months, and then we'll see if you know, it gets traction enough to justify the time and money to run it. But for the time being, I've got those both out there. And what is your program on Meetup called? So it's uh, it's called Self-Care and Autoimmune Healing, I believe, is what the group is called. Perfect. Any other words of advice? Anything I haven't asked you about? No, I don't think so. I think that's it. I think we've covered a lot of it. Yeah, I appreciate your time today. And hopefully people who are listening to this who are struggling with their health and don't know why aren't getting answers, you know, keep keep talking to people, keep listening to people, keep reading up, keep looking. You will find answers and there is help for you out there and you'll feel better. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Anna Laura. And thank you listeners for being here today. Um, thank you for following and for rating and subscribing and all the things to help bump my podcast up in the search engines. And we will talk to you next week. Have a great day. Do you want more life and laughter? Check out my blog at lnlcoaching.com and find me on Instagram and Facebook at Life and Laughter Coaching. See you again soon.